150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 47. Uh, this week we will be looking at the United Arab Emirates as we continue our countdown through the world watch list, the top 50 countries in the world where the persecution for Christians is the worst, counting down from 50 to number one. So this week we are at number 47, that's why we're at episode 47, and that's why our episode numbers go backwards. If you are new to the podcast, uh, we count down. So uh, we go twice a month. Um, I've been a little bit behind. That's why we've got two of them coming out at the same time. 48 had to be redone because of some sound issues. So now we're at 47. We'll finally be caught up and back on our, our normal schedule, I hope, for the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month and leading up until November. November is Persecuted Church Awareness Month, where we will count down number 30 to number one. We'll have an episode every single day and bring awareness and prayer uh, for our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Christ. With that, let's go ahead and we will jump in. We will look at, uh, this is from persecution.org. Two Christians shot in Pakistan while attempting to construct a new church. According to the Union of Catholic Asian News, three Christians in Pakistan's Sahiwal district were attacked and severely injured by a mob of enraged Muslims on February 2nd. The mob reportedly attacked the Christians because they were, const they were constructing a new church. Azim Gulzar, age 25, donated a 550-square-foot plot of land to be used to construct a church for the village's 150 Christians. However, the planned construction of the church enraged local Muslims, especially Muhammad Lakat, a Muslim schoolteacher who owns the neighboring plot. According to the UCAN, the attack happened after the Christian community won permission to build the church from the district coordinator of Sahawal. Local Muslims, however, claimed that they successfully secured an injunction against the construction of the church from a local court. On February 2nd, Gulzar, his younger brother Wasim, and his uncle began constructing a wall and a door on the disputed plot. That night, a mob of approximately 15 Muslims came and attempted to tear down the construction. When the Christians tried to intervene, Gulzar and his younger brother were shot and their, uncle, uh, and their uncle was attacked with an axe. All three Christians were hospitalized with severe injuries following the attack. According to UCAN, Gulzar is now paralyzed from the shoulder down after he was shot in the head during the February 2nd dispute. Christians faced severe discrimination and persecution in Pakistan. According to Open Doors USA, Pakistan is ranked fifth most dangerous country in the world for Christians. Also from persecution.org, Morningstar News has reported on a case in which a family of 11 has been disowned by their family for converting to Christianity. The family has lost access to support, to support right to family lands and homes. 
Namuaya, mother of nine children, converted to following Christ in March of 2019. After converting, she hid her newfound faith from her family for a short period. After four months of secrecy, Namuaya started to tell her youngest children, between 5 and 12 years old, about Christ. All of these children started to follow Christ over the next month. As they learned more about their faith, they shared it with the older children. By the end of October, all nine children had become Christians. Next, Namuaya had to share her faith with her husband, Waiswa. After praying, she finally was able to open to, up to him. She told him of her faith and Christ's love. At first, he was very angry and beat her. After two months of prayer and telling him the gospel, though, he came to know Christ himself. Then, in December 2019, one of the children told their grandfather about their new faith. When the grandfather found out that his son and family had become Christians, he became furious. He summoned the son for a trial under the local Muslim leaders and clerics. The penalty, the penalty for apostasy can e include even death. Due to this, Waiswa was not willing to go to the trial. He fled with his family and hid in the local church where they have been ever since. The church leader has started to receive threats, though. This dangerous situation is becoming all too common in Uganda. Strong Muslim communities are harassing, beating, and disowning Christian converts. They often then force them to live on the street because they are not willing to give them any support or love. Please pray for this family who is suffering for Christ. So, again, we're seeing uh, Pakistan uh, violence is, is rampant through Pakistan. It is number five on the world watch list. So every year we hear more and more about attacks going on in Pakistan. But in some of these these African nations where it's it's a newer thing, Uganda has always been, I, I think for the last few years, has always been somewhere on the world watch list. But it, it's getting and becoming more and more severe. Um, as more and more Muslims convert to Christianity, you're hearing more of these stories like this family in Uganda who has uh, lost all access to their home. They're essentially homeless, living in a church. Uh, by, by God's grace, at least they have that much. So, And you, this is generally what you'll see is an entire family over time converting to Islam and then being disowned by the family members and forced out or... I mean, if, if he had gone through this trial, he was, was Wayaswa, um, I, I, I'm so bad at pronouncing names, um, may have, have been executed because of com his conversion to Christ. His wife may have been either executed or forced to marry another Muslim man, um, and their children all forcefully uh, made to convert back to Islam. So... By the grace of God, they do have a place to live, but we're seeing that now the church leader there is receiving threats because of holding this family and allowing them to have asylum inside the church. So we want to continue to pray for our brothers and sisters um, in these regions where persecution is becoming more and more rampant. Uh, wanted to give just a real quick update on Asia Bibi. We've talked about her multiple times. Uh, she was one of the first... Uh, names as I started this podcast almost, I think, 10 years ago. Um, she, uh, Pastor Yusef Nadarkani, Pastor Saeed Abedini were some of the first few people that I did reported, uh, repeated stories on as we continued. So 
we've we've talked a lot about Asia over the over the years so I wanted to give a quick update on her she is now looking like she's uh, going to see, seek political asylum in France uh, Asia Bibi a Pakistani Christian woman acquitted of blasphemy charges in 2019 is seeking political asylum in France this comes only nine months after after Bibi and her family were finally allowed to leave Pakistan and seek asylum in Canada during an interview with RTL Radio on February 24th, Bibi revealed that she plans to ask President, French President Emmanuel Macron for political asylum to France when the two meet on February 28th. Obviously, I would like the President to listen to my request, Bibi told RTL Radio, quote, my greatest desire is to live in France. In June 2009, Bibi was falsely accused of committing blasphemy by Muslim co-workers in uh, Sheikh Shikupura, Pakistan, sorry for my horrible pronunciations, according to local reports, Bibi's Muslim co-workers became angry with her when she, a Christian, whom they considered unclean, drank water from the same bowl as the Muslims. In November 2010, Bibi was convicted of committing blasphemy and sentenced to death. She was the first person in Pakistan's history to be sentenced to death on blasphemy charges. For the next eight years, Bibi remained on death row as her blasphemy conviction was appealed through Pakistan's legal system. During this time, Bibi's case became an international representative of the issue of blasphemy and the abuse of Pakistan's blasphemy laws. In October of 2018, Pakistan Supreme Court acquitted Bibi. The court explained that there was not enough evidence to convict Bibi. In May 2019, Bibi and her family were allowed to leave Pakistan and seek asylum in Canada. The abuse of Pakistan's blasphemy laws remains a major issue for the country's Christian community. According to many human rights activists, blasphemy laws are widely abused with false allegations being used to settle personal scores or incite religious violence. While Bibi and her family may now be safe from blasphemy allegations that put their lives on hold for nearly a decade, hundreds of other individuals remain in prison in Pakistan under similar similar blasphemy charges. So, again, it's very easy for Muslims in Pakistan to just accuse Christians of blasphemy. I mean, even saying anything even remotely uh, disrespectful to Muhammad uh, can cause them to to be brought up on charges of blasphemy. So, Asia is a a, a great story, a good news story. Um, there was a lot of fear for nearly a decade that she was going to be executed because of her faith in Christ, but ultimately she was acquitted and she was allowed to leave. There was months where they couldn't even leave the country because there was nowhere they could go. They were stuck in a in a uh, uh, an embassy in um, Pakistan because even to try to leave would cause them to be uh, murdered. And so finally they got out to go to Canada and now she's seeking asylum in France. So pray that, that her uh, her seeking of asylum in France would, that the, the president there, that Macron would, would grant that, that she would be able to, her and her family, finally have a, a peaceful life where they can worship Christ um, in France. So that brings us to our number 47 uh, country on the world watch list, the United Arab Emirates. A little bit, uh, a few facts about the UAE. Um, the region is the Middle East. Persecution type is Islamic oppression. Persecution level is high. Population is 9,542,000 of which about 1,226,000 
thousand are Christians, so roughly about ten percent. Uh, the main religion is Islam. The government is a federation of monarchies, and the leader is President Khalifa bin Zayed Al Nahyan. Christian expatriates are free to worship privately in the United Arab Emirates, but the government does not allow them to evangelize or pray in public. Because Emirati society is conservative, Christians ex exercise self-restraint in public. Converts from Islam often face pressure from family and community members to renounce their lost my place to renounce their Christian faith. Converts tend not to reveal their conversion, which is why there are few reports of Christians being killed or harmed for their faith. Conservative Islamic society is the biggest threat to Christians in the United Arab Emirates. All converts risk losing inheritance and parental rights, being forced to marry, being fired, or placed under pressure to work for, quote-unquote, free. Many seek asylum in another country. The government will act against any Christians attempting to speak openly about their faith because evangelism is illegal and punishable under the law. Some examples of persecution, at least one female convert was threatened with forced marriage, and some converts were forced to flee to another emirate because of pressure. There were also some converts who were placed under financial pressure and forced to renounce their faith. Because Islamic education is compulsory for all students within state schools, the children of converts must participate in Islamic education classes. A few prayer points for the UAE. Imagine that your fellowship group has had the same three members for a long time. The passion and the hope to have an impact in Christ and society can diminish. Pray God blesses the Emirati believers with new brothers and sisters of, with whom to share fellowship. Pray for leaders of the UAE to rule with wisdom and tolerance and to allow citizens to change their faith. Pray that the government will be able to keep the country safe from insurgents and terrorist groups. One important way to do this is to provide policies that encourage young people to be motivated to work hard for the good of their country. Let's pray. Father, We again, we thank you for um, this platform, this, this, uh, this place where you've given us to come together as brothers and sisters to lift up uh, those that, uh, that are our brothers and sisters who are persecuted for their faith, Lord. Um, we pray that you would continue to bring people in to, to join us, to, to be aware of what's happening to our brothers and sisters around the world, and to add their voices to ours, to, to lift up in, in prayer to you for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted. Father, we pray for this family in Uganda. Um, God, we pray that, that you would protect them there in their church, but that you would provide them with a home um, where they're able to live peacefully, but also where um, the, the church is not threatened for, for holding them. I, we pray that you protect the church as well, um, that the, the angry Muslims in this area um, would be held at bay and not cause any damage to the church, not cause any harm to the leaders of the church, other members of the church, or this family, Lord. We pray for our brothers who are building a, trying to build a church in Pakistan who were attacked by, by Muslims there. Father, we pray for this brother who, who is paralyzed from the shoulder down. Um, we pray that you would return the use of his limbs, um, and that, but ultimately that you would just, we praise you for protecting their lives. Lord, we pray that you strengthen their faith and that they would be able to continue to build this church in this area so that the believers there have a place to come together and worship. Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters in the UAE 
God, we pray that um, you would add to the numbers in those fellowships, in these these home churches, these house churches, these small fellowships, that you would continue to add numbers, that you would draw people to yourself and, and add them into these groups to fellowship so that there will be um, just a strengthening of their faith of these people that, to see that you are working in this area and that you are moving and drawing people to yourself, Lord. We pray that the government leaders would rule wisely, but that they would uh, change these laws and allow evangelism to happen and allow people to change their faith uh, as they are drawn to you and convert uh, from Islam to Christianity. Lord, we pray that, that those who repent and put their faith in you would be allowed to do so without government interference. And Lord, we do pray that, that this country would be protected um, from these uh, fundamentalist uh, terrorist groups like Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab, and so on, Lord, that you would um, protect them from this area. Um, wise leadership in the country, we pray for those leaders again. We pray for, for just a strong, um, firm faith for our brothers and sisters in that country, that they would, even though evangelism is illegal, that they would be willing to share their faith in Christ with those around them, and that you would be glorified in that, Lord. And again, we, we praise you for all that you're doing. We lift up all of our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted. And again, ask that you would draw more people to be part of this group, to, to pray with them and for them. And it's in your name and for your glory that we pray, Jesus. Amen. So again, thanks, guys, for, for being part of this. Um, if you have anybody who might be willing uh, that is just willing to pray and join us is interested in uh, knowing about what's happening with the persecuted church invite them to come to uh, the event evangelical norm YouTube channel where they can subscribe and, and hit the notifications to get all kinds of other info and stuff that we do besides just the fifth seal invite them to the Facebook page the fifth seal on Facebook um, you can find us there or you can find us on YouTube or not YouTube, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify for the audio version of this podcast every other week and throughout the month of November. Uh, you can find that under the fifth seal there. Invite them to come, subscribe, be part of that, um, and just join us to continue to lift up our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Christ. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm -hmm.